There we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Three Chicks. It's April 4th, 2019. Holy cow, it's already April. We, it was just Christmas. And truly, the older you get, the faster it goes. Uh, we're going to talk about diversity today. I'm Victoria with Donna and Beth, and we are the Three Chicks Extraordinaire. Donna, kick us off on diversity. Hi. Diversification, actually. We are diversification. Diverse. Diversification. That is one of those skills that if you are a um, self-employed person or entrepreneur, you need to get really good at um, because uh, you need to wear a lot of different hats, as you know. I mean, you have, you, whether you like it or not, you have to do your main job, but you also have to be a great accountant and a great administrator, and you also have to do a lot of different skills. Uh, basically, whatever your client wants, you have to find a way to make it happen. And that's really the key I found to being successful. I mean, as a um, copywriter and creative director, what I try to do is um, provide my clients with as many services as I can. If they need graphic design, if they need list selection, um, if they need some online expertise, whatever I cannot do for them personally, I will find a way to hire someone that can. That's it, what I was just going to ask you. So that people know when we're talking about this, this doesn't mean that you have to be physically touching everything. You're going to have to, to chief it, if you will. Exactly. That's exactly but, right. But certainly, if you're not a graphic designer, don't try to do this as your very first gig because they're going to expect a level that uh, is beyond where your learning curve is. Right. That's exactly right. But there is nothing wrong with you hiring the graphic designer and overseeing that part of the project. Right. And right. as um, compensation for your time, because it will take time, it will take direction, you should get paid for that. So mm -hmm. what I will normally do is add, uh, say, 15 or 20% onto the design price. Because there is time that I am putting in and it is an extra service that I can provide for my clients. And I found that this was a pretty painless way to uh, diversify because it is important to diversify. And that's one way to widen the scope of your business, to make myself look like more of a boutique ad agency or boutique direct marketing agency than just the sole practitioner that I really am. Right. Um, but there's other things that you have to keep in mind too, um, as far as when it comes to diversification. And that is to do different things in your business. Uh, for example, uh, what I have done in a lot of my career is actual direct mail, writing and working on creative direction and graphic design for direct mail projects. Well, in the past couple of years, my business has changed a lot. Uh, on uh, business is not snail mail much anymore. Uh, more of my uh, clients have moved their products online. So I had to become very adept in a very short time on the ins and outs of digital marketing. So how did you do that? Well, I took um, a certification in digital marketing that I was able to get online. And I found out that as a direct response person for so many years, my instincts were correct. 
So that was a good thing. But getting that certification in digital marketing helped me get to the next level. I learned the best practices of advertising in different media. It also broadened my horizon to see what was working out there in social media and what is the best way to advertise on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. And do you do ads for your clients on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and? Uh, mostly on Facebook okay. uh, because now um, my um, supplement people are tending toward older customers. They have older right. customers and they respond more to Facebook ads. Um, however, uh, millennials, they're responding more to Instagram and YouTube and Snapchat. So yeah. that's where to get them. But the point is I had to really learn more about what was going on out there and email marketing as well. I had to become very adept at that. Um, mm -hmm. I also know out there that some of my colleagues are just perfectly happy to stay in direct mail and they're hoping to ride the wave of direct mail until however long it lasts and good to them, good for them. Um, I found for me, I had to diversify or die and I would literally yeah. have been out of business. So can we back up just a little bit in talking about diversification. What's when you're talking about diversification for someone who's just coming in cold, I know there's, you know, the specialist versus a generalist. What are you, what exactly where does diversification fit into that? You know, there are those who specialize in an industry, then there are those who write for anything. You're not talking about writing for anything, right? Uh, well, I happen to specialize in natural health, but what I learned to do can be applied to no matter what business you're in. Um, if you are in direct response, like I am, you may find that your business is changing too. Uh, what customers uh, what customers responded to two years ago, they're not responding in the same way today. So it, um, I found that the online world for what I do moves a lot faster than snail mail ever did. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that you have to get adjusted to as well. Snail, uh, you can find out the results of a particular test in minutes sometimes. Exactly, yes. And that's yeah. a great thing. That is a great thing. Uh, yeah. But it also means as a result, you have to respond so much faster uh, to your client's needs than I ever had to before. You know, whereas a typical direct mail promotion, you might not know the results for a month. That's at the earliest a month. It was usually like six to eight weeks before you knew anything. So compare that to knowing something in hours, you know, so it, it brings everything to a whole new level. Yeah, it really does. And for, for Beth and I, um, we are also fiction writers and editors, and I also screenwrite. So my diversification goes through that. I, I am a copywriter still, but my uh, stable of clients is reduced because I do other things. I don't just write I also run the quality assurance department of an international company. That I just kind of fell into that. I've been doing that for three years. And honestly, that keeps the lights on. And it allows me to have fewer copywriting and editing clients, which if you don't have, if you're new and you don't have this stable of clients, it's not easy to keep going through the muck and trying to find people who are going to hire you until you've got some kind of track record. When I started 
as a copywriter, one of the things I did, Beth tells me this all the time, and I just love her for it. One of the things I did was write a promotion for Animal Legal Defense Fund. <clears throat> and I sent it to her to look at because she was my mentor. Uh, and still is, both of you are. And um, she said, not only did I want to take out my checkbook, but I cried. And so it was just, it, it was about a cat. Right. I have tried. I mean, I have a black heart when it comes to <laughs> fundraising. I mean, you have to in this business. Otherwise, we'd be, you know, working for free all the time. Because everyone's got a great story, it seems like, right. especially in the fundraising world. Right. So I am I'm reading this thing, and I have this black heart. And also, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how I started. And one but of the things I, I did... Now you hand me stuff to proof or something. I'm like, shields up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It's hard um, to prove anything when you're crying. But go I on. know, I know. One of the things I did when I started, though, is that I reached out to people that I thought were really interesting, like ALDF. And I did the very first one for free. Because it gave me a great example and a great sample that I could send to other fundraising folks. And I got a lot of business off of that. I wrote for uh, uh, Goodwill. I wrote for National Breast Cancer Society. I wrote for um, Pride Rock Wildlife Refuge, which is a big animal refuge. They had tigers and lions, and, and, and that was really a lot of fun, too. So you can reach out, and, and but you'll find that as you're doing other things, and not necessarily writing, just running your business. If you find something that comes up that, that's interesting, you can pull in the experience you had from other clients. That's exactly right. And even with our own background, um, we call this Three Chicks 2.0 because the three of us were together a um, little over 10 years ago. Yeah as a business as well. And we were doing back then seminars and eBooks. And when we compare where we were 10 years ago to where we are now, it's not night and day, but it is an interesting how all three of us are starting to do so many different things now. And that was because we were open to having to diversify. I mean, sometimes diversification is out of necessity because as Victoria said, you have to find a way to keep the lights on. Um, but you get into these new opportunities that can kind of lead you into areas that you never thought you'd wind up in. And to me, that's what makes it most fun, because I don't know in a corporate job if you can do that. Well, and for me, I don't know about y'all, but for me, if I do the same thing too long, I get bored to tears. Oh, yes. Just bored to tears. Yes. So I'm really happy that I get to do a little of this, a little of that. Now, it also takes somebody who's relatively structured, especially if you're working from home. There are days when I'll have things planned out by the hour just because I've got to touch everything. I told Beth and Donna before we got on this podcast, this is my fourth call today. So I'll be ready to rip these earbuds out of my ears when we're done. But it's all, I'm so grateful that I have interesting things to do. And that's, that's part of why I love the business that I have. And I love having diversity so that I can, uh, feel like I'm growing as a, as a writer, as a human, as name it, fill in the blank. 
So what would you both say to the person who will come up to you and say, well, I'm doing okay with my business. Things have been a little slow, but you know, how do I diversify? I don't know how to do that. What advice would you give them? Do you want me to go first? Sure. I actually have an example of that. The company that my husband works for, um, boy, Maury's been there forever and a day, but when he first started, they they do sheet metal, put in heating and air conditioning. And um, that's all he did, just heating, air conditioning. And, And as things have changed, I mean, technology has changed. You have to be abreast of what's going on in your, in your industry. So to speak, mm-hmm. overall, and you know, while he's been there, sheet metal has been made out of obviously steel and sheet metal after the tariffs, they had to start doing more plastic because sheet metal like tripled in price, kaboom, just like that. So then now that you're using more plastics, there's also, they have, you know, you have to anticipate a few things. You have to, have somebody who cares enough about your business and is probably you to kind of take the pulse of what's going on online and double check things out. Now they're making sheet metal or excuse me, duct work out of this little, um, so it's almost like an in, insulation styrofoam stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, wow. His company's had to expand into more commercial and they've had to expand into production where they make snow plows and any because they were adept at welding they got into building snow plow parts and i mean it, it's just it can snowball and it can become pretty much anything you want it to be right i mean for me way back in 2006 when we were all first together i love i'm a gardener but because i've had a car accident i've had some orthopedic injuries bending and kneeling and all that stuff was not comfortable. So my husband and I came up with a design that we call garden rack and it's a waist high garden system. So that turned into, okay, I need to write the copy for the website. I need to make sure I shoot the videos and get them on YouTube. So that was diversification for me. And then as a writer, I started being an editor for other writers. I'm working on this wonderful book right now about dementia and it's a story of how this gentleman's wife went through all these stages and I'm just helping him put it together and and it's really very rewarding to to help somebody like that so that gave me diversification into more editing so it's it's yeah I mean you just have to see an opportunity for what it is don't don't poo-poo anything and let's talk just briefly about your garden rack, just as, as an example. You said mm-hmm. you popped a few videos on, fa- on YouTube. Mm-hmm. How many years did those videos uh, trigger book sales? You mean trigger garden rack sales? Yeah. Uh, since 2006. It hasn't stopped. Wow. And I haven't I changed. That, that, that little I bit have... of work you did back then, you were planting this huge seed that the ha-ha-ha yeah. did it. Garden ha-ha-ha. rack planting seeds. And I have not changed those videos at all. And over, what, 13 years, um, they still, I've, uh, I've still got half a million views, three quarters of a million views. And I still get people signing up, even though I haven't put a new, a fresh video up for years. Wow. So that evergreenness, if you find something that can be evergreen, that's really cool. Um, I'm probably going to redesign the website eventually because it's getting a little stale. So that'll give me 
more copy work to do. Um, and so it's, it's just a, it's an interesting thing to be able to do lots of things. You know, you hear people say, oh, I'm a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And it just sounds so negative. Being a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades is, <laughs> is great. I think that that gives you depth. But one last thought on your garden rack is everyone has always become a bestseller, become a bestseller. I'm going to dominate this niche, but I'm going to kill it. It acknowledges the power of just kind of flying under the radar and having many, many of those little streams coming in. Absolutely. And it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, if you want to really be successful, it's going to sound really weird. Don't try. Don't kill yourself. Just do what feels good. And if you want, if you have a, a garden product that you think is cool, do it. If it makes you some money, great. If it covers your, your you know, website fee every month, cool. Ours happens to be a, a fairly low cost product. It's $29.95 for, you know, plans and, and things like that. We don't build it for you. We don't ship it for you. You get to do that on your own. But when it, I was really promoting it and I'm, Girls, I haven't promoted it for years. When I was really promoting it, we were doing three or $400 a month in the peak season. For a $30 product, that's a lot. And that's a nice amount of money to come in on the side without there you, you know. having to work about, about there, it. There you, you go. Know. And I'm still, I'm still getting sales. And I have not paid, except for answering emails, I haven't done one fresh thing in five years. And that's another great thing about diversification because um, it takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that side hustle uh, that could be bringing in extra money for you and it may not be a lot, but you know what? Some months it could pay a few bills and what is wrong with that? Well, exactly. And it's just, you know, for me, the garden industry is cyclical. I tried to break into it in Australia in our fall, which is Ah, spring weather. And I never really got traction there, but I didn't keep banging my head against the wall. I just said, okay, well, I'm still selling in Europe. I'm still selling in the U.S. I'm still selling in Asia, believe it or not. And people like it because they can, because it's something they can make that is specifically for their height. Me, I'm five foot two. Well, let me say, I used to be five foot two. I'm five, one and a half now. I lost it. But but, you know, when you build it to your, from your waist down to the ground, and it's a product that can also be for somebody in a wheelchair. That's, that's the beauty of that system. If you can find something like that, something that you're interested in, then definitely, you know, do it. Um, if there's, this is a great example, too. I had a, when I lived in Virginia, we had a chimney fire. And the local volunteer fire department came down the road and brought the hook and ladder and all that stuff. And I really wanted to do something for them. And I had seen their fundraising letter, which I thought was wreck. And so I volunteered to write their letter. So I did. And although they had only made $5,000 the year before, my letter, the first three weeks brought in eleven. Wow. And then the first three months brought in 25 and they did not come back to me the next year. Are they crazy? Because of a new president. But if you do something like that, that could lead down the road to somebody else who might need a writer or might need uh, anything. 
and it doesn't when you diverse when you're diverse and and you have lots of things going on it can be anything and that is what it's all about it's just being open to opportunities now when we yeah. talk about diversification we're not saying that you have 15 different businesses going on mm -hmm. at once you know mm -hmm. i mean you don't want to be scattered in a right. whole bunch of different things right. um but what we're talking about is just being open to related opportunities in your field that could open up the door to other things uh, that could bring more money in. You know, in, in my case, if I decided, well, all I'm going to do is just write, you know, direct response, snail mail, I'd be making a living, but I'd be missing out on so many other aspects that I could be doing to build my career and build my reputation and make money. Let's face it. That's what it's all about, you know? Um, yeah. And that's why diversification is so important, especially when you're a sole practitioner. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that we can also say to our listeners is, look, if you have these ideas, but you're not sure it's something that you think you should pursue, write us, send us an email. We've been doing this a long time, all three of us. And we're always happy to say, yeah, that might fly or, oh, how are you going to do that? But you don't have to do this alone. Exactly. Just because you're in business for yourself doesn't mean you're alone. Truly. I mean, the, and um, the three of us have such great experience because we've all been doing this a long time. I mean, I know I have been on my own now for 19 years. Actually, April of 2000 was when I started. So, hey. Happy, happy. Yeah. It's anniversary. Like anniversary. <laughs> uh, so I'm just 19 years. I know, uh, gosh, Victoria, how long have you been? 15? 16. 16? And Beth, I mean, you're, you've been on your I've own. I've been forever. freelancing since 95 and online, uh, doing my online stuff since 01. So, wow. Yeah. Long time. Is that like, that, that's like over 50 years combined, isn't it? Combined. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bad at math, but yeah, it's something yeah, it's a number. <laughs> Again, we have to rely upon Victoria. Math queen. You're the math queen. Oh, oh I'm so not, though. I mean, I can remember phone numbers. I can remember birthdays. Those two things I'm really good at. Everything else, I need a calculator if I'm going to do three plus five. It's just, I, I just never was that kind of brain, but... Um, you know, and something that, that we haven't talked about, too, is when you're on your own, sometimes you got to think about, holy crap, I got to do my taxes. No. You know, it's almost tax time. And so, you it's know, uh, personally, I use TurboTax. I know Donna uses... Um, uh, I have Ralph the accountant. Ralph the accountant. You still have Ralph? I still have Ralph. He works his numbers for me every year. He works his magic and... Yeah stops me from having a heart attack. Right. Exactly. The fact that he office. probably won't listen to this, but he's like, is he like 800 years old now? No, <laughs> he's not, actually. <laughs> he's not, around for a long time. He's probably like in his mid-60s, I want to say. He, he well, well, way back when. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I've yes, he did. Forever. He did. He did. So, well, you know. He's retired and I have a new lady and, and I, I do like her. That's good. You know. So I'm the only one of the three of us who does TurboTax. And part of the reason I do TurboTax is that I really like seeing what's going on. I like to see what goes into 
my taxes and how things are going to work. And, and even though, no, I'm not a math brain, I don't balance my checkbook to relax. But certainly that's, some, that's another part you have to think about. If you want to do it yourself, that's great. If you don't want to do it yourself, that's fine too. Now, you may be in a business that could expand into doing some tax returns. You never know. Mini me, that's our mascot. Pretty girl, pretty girl. She has no idea who is talking. Of Her course not. Is to keep whenever she's unsure. <laughs> she's so cute. But I think that as long as you do things that are fun, yes, it's really important to have fun with this because if not, then go back to working nine to five for somebody else. But the three of us work for ourselves because we really like to do it. And I'm not going to lie, it's challenging. I mean, there is no such thing as the perfect job. Um, There are still times that I desperately miss a staff job, you know, having that social interaction. Football pools. Oh, God, I miss football pools. (laughs) Um, I miss miss the little birthday celebrations, uh, you know, when your coworker has a birthday and it's somebody's turn to bring in bagels. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, so I do miss that on occasion, but I also know that if I was on staff, I would be pigeonholed into doing one little thing right. and having to, you know, step the corporate line, and I would not have the flexibility and freedom. The um, little things, little things. Uh, when we got our taxes done, they'd move to a new place, and Janelle didn't have a window. Oh, oh, uh, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I would oh. die. I would die a little bit. Oh, yes. Day. Oh, my God, yes. And having the opportunity to do something like, I mean, this is not going to be the most fun in the world, but I have to go get one of my airbags replaced tomorrow because I have a Takata airbag in my Toyota. Okay. But I can say, guess what? I'm off tomorrow. Right and not worry about getting any kind of flack from someone. Uh, I just tell whatever client I happen to be working for at that point, hey, I won't be in tomorrow. Okay. And that's, that's really nice to be on your own. That, that part of that flexibility of, yeah, I'll get into the office about 9.15, maybe 9.30. You're not punching a a time card. Right. But, on the same hand, you're responsible for everything. So the more channels you have coming in of income that you enjoy, the better off you're going to be. And especially if those channels are, you know, set them and leave them and tend to them now and then. Kind of like your garden rack is a, and a lot of the books that I publish with my company are like that. Right. I just have to tend and polish them on occasion and, um, you know, it's, exactly. it's not leave them and forget them by any stretch of the imagination for me. Right. But um, yeah, it's kind of fun to wake up in the morning already having earned something. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, you know, we're about at a half an hour, which is about where we like to uh, retire. Do you, does anybody have the last words for this month? No? Well, Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> you've been with Victoria, Beth, and Donna, the three chicks 2.0. 
And we hope you've had some fun listening about how diversification can keep you um, feeling fresh and feeling motivated and, and give you a little extra income. If you have any questions at all, please visit our website at 3chicks, and that's the number 3chix.com, and send us an email. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we're going to be coming out with more and more stuff and doing these podcasts every month, and we love to hear from you. So have a wonderful April 4th and the rest of the month of April, and we'll see you in May. Bye-bye.